You are now listening to OK, okay but, wait. but Wait. And child, viewer discretion is certainly advised. Because with Andre, you will never know what is going to come out of his mouth. From topics of sex to picking your brain about life itself. And trust me, if he wants to discuss, baby, he's going to discuss that. And leave you thinking, okay, but wait. As always, get the glasses ready because the filter is off. And give it up for your host, Andre to Return. What is up, everybody? It is me, Andre, your host with another episode of Okay, But Wait. And who do I have with me today? Me. And that... (laughs) (laughs) That is my awesome father, Arnie Turner, the one who gave me my name. (laughs) That's right. Arnie Turner, who gave you Andre Turner. And for those of y'all that don't know the background of that, my name is, his name's rearranged, or his four letters rearranged. So if you know how to spell my name, which I hope that y'all do, then you'll know how to find him. (laughs) But as always in this podcast, we have our drinks. I have my drinks. He has his water. Um, We got to break him down a little bit. But that does not mean that y'all are not going to have y'all's drinks. So I'm one glass in, but y'all should be about three or four so that this podcast episode can sound really good to you. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button and like it. Now, I've known you all X amount of years of my life, but this is them first meeting you. So Hmm. tell us a little bit about yourself. A little bit about myself. Well, I'm a father of four. Wonderful children. Um, 46 years old. Still got a lot more life to live. Enjoy life. Um, just that's it. Nice, nice. And so in today's episode, we are going to talk about the generation, the two different generations, which is honestly one of my favorite things to talk about, I think, because it's very interesting to see the different perspectives of my generation and your generation, because things are changing. Things are changing for, like, my generation that I'll be like, what in the world? Like, I wouldn't even do that. So I can only, like, fat, or I can't even fathom how it is for your generation to look at it change in such a wide scope, but so rapidly. Hmm. So to kick off the topic, how do you want to start? Well, that's up to you, but you definitely hit the nail on the head when you said that our generations are worlds apart. Um, But the truth of the matter is, I think that, If we were to go back to when I was your age, I think that my parents and grandparents would look at our generation and say that, you know what, I don't know what this world is coming to. But that's oftentimes what I ask myself when I look at many of your generation when I'm out and about on the town. Um, Even if I'm not out and about on the town, I just always wonder, like, what do these kids, what are they be thinking? (laughs) I think it's the lack of thought. And I think that's the beauty of our generation is it's the lack of thought and preparation that kind of just prevails. Mm. That's interesting. 
That is interesting. You might have just summed up everything. Podcast over. (laughs) Your generation do not think. It's like we have a process for everything, or not even a process for everything, but it's more so we've gotten through life. And one of my teachers actually in culinary told me that my generation has the highest like rate of anxiety or something like that. Like Hmm. when we compare the anxiety rate um, for our generation to the anxiety rate to when like the Holocaust and everything was going on, our anxiety is like, I think two or three times more than that. And they were going through the Holocaust. Exactly. Which I, that stuck with me to this day. It's been like three or four years since I've been out of high school and I'm still like, interesting. Is this why I can't like, like don't let my drink be wrong at Starbucks because I'm just going to drink it and I could be allergic to it. And so I think it's like the, just the lack of thought and preparation that just goes into everything. Cause we go by life very like, vicariously or vicariously and it's just like either to work or it won't and mm. if it doesn't then we're just going to go on to the next one and i think that it makes us more malleable or like things just more tangible because it's like okay well it's harder to get knocked down to rock bottom because it's like well we've just been knocked down so many times so we're just gonna either get knocked down one more time or we're gonna go skyrocketing up yeah, I guess that's an interesting point of view. I think from our point of view, people uh, my age, maybe a little older, maybe even a little younger, I think that you all's generation, we tend to, to see you all. And it's not so much that you don't think. Definitely probably don't really plan a whole lot. Like I do see, you know, there's some planning, but you may not think your way through certain circumstances or situations. Um. I think a lot of times we come from the self-resilient generation. You all like to rely on other other things. So almost like a sense of entitlement. Um, I don't have to use my brain because iPhone will use my brain for me. Or I don't have to do this because my parents will get this for me. And so it was interesting raising you because oftentimes that's not something that we would me and your mom would always see in you, you did have a sense of self-reliance, but I think a lot of it came from us pushing our virtues and values on you. Whereas in other circumstances, some people may have not pushed the same virtues and values on their children. Or it could be that maybe people my age didn't like the way that they grew up. So they did everything they could not to push those values on their child. And the end result was a child that we then look at and say, this child is not using their brain. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's interesting that you say that because living on my own and just having my own space, my own, just really my own everything and seeing the difference in like my friends and stuff, and it's like, hmm, even with driving, because you pretty much taught me how to drive even though I went to driving school, but I still remember you being like, they're going to teach you this way of driving, but this is the right way that you're supposed to do it. And I'll watch my friends drive, and I'm like, why are we so close to them? Or why are you doing it like this? And why are you doing it like that? But it's like, they were taught differently. And I kind of noticed, I was washing my dishes the other day, and this came to my mind, and it's like, you know, A lot of people, like, 
when my friend was watching, like watching me wash my dishes, she was like, that's a very interesting way to do that. And I'm Mm. like, yeah. And the first thing that popped in my head was, well, this is the right way to do it. How do you do it? But then I'm like, well, is it the right way to do it? Or is this just because it's the way that I was taught and I was raised to believe that this is the right way? These dishes could be dirty as I'll get out for all I know. But because this is how I was raised, this is, it's clean to me. And so I think it's just interesting to see how you said different people will push different agendas. Like there's things that you may have said, this is how you're supposed to do it. And I could have taken that and like, yeah, I'll do that here, but I'm not going to raise my kids to do it that way. And so I think it's interesting. And I think that's what the beauty of each person is, is because my kids will still be raised differently from how you would have raised them and how my other friends would raise them. But yet, me and my other friend are still in the same generation. Right. And you have to, I mean, life is going to be like that no matter what. Um, different people have different perspectives. There's always room for improvement with everything. So like when you mentioned the dishes, um, you did learn one way. You probably learned the way that myself or your mom learned and we transferred that information over to you. But things could have changed since the time we learned how to wash dishes, right? There could be different dishwashing liquid, um, soap powder, whatever the case is, and the methods could have changed. So you have to be able to absorb and figure out what method is best regardless of, of what it is. And that's what I mean by you all sometimes not you particular, but a lot of your generation, they sometimes, they don't listen to information and then use their deductive reasoning to see what is best. And that's what I mean by not thinking, <laughs> right? Um, so like, take for instance, this new way of math that you all are being taught. So I don't understand this new way of math. For whatever reason, this is the way that the school system is going, but here's what I see that it produces. And I can speak this from experience just from last night. I gave somebody, I was at a restaurant, my food was $7.57. I gave the guy a $10 bill and said, oh, you know what? I have seven cents. My expectation was that he would give me $2.00 and two quarters he gave me back two dollars and then looked at me like i had lost my mind (laughs) and i noticed that so from our generation because we were so used to always using cash more than you all would be accustomed to using cash you always try to 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 um increase the amount by whatever change or whatever you may have so that you can get solid quarters or mm-hmm. you know you don't want pennies and a bunch of change so whenever sure you can alleviate that you try to alleviate it but i noticed that whenever whether it's mcdonald's whether i'm at uh, uh wendy's wherever it is for some reason when you add that little bit of extra change to the people from your generation it throws them off completely i think that was my biggest pet peeve about working at starbucks i'm like uh I'll put it in, and at Starbucks, it'll tell you how much change to give them. And I'm like, oh, I just found this. And I'm like, please don't. (laughs) And I'm good at math. Like, I'm pretty quick and easy on math. But it's like when you're going through 
at such a fast pace. It's like you giving me this extra five cents. So time it's out. Not gonna fast pace. <laughs> Tell me about fast pace. So is is things? Are you telling me that the coffee shops nowadays they sell a lot more coffee than the coffee twenty years ago? <laughs> like well, coffee is still coffee. So I get that, but it's like still. So, We're going at such a fast pace. So y'all McDonald's is new, right? <laughs> so the McDonald's from my generation was not used to long lines. I don't know. But your generation was taught a different way of math. We're not even taught a different way of math, but it's like, like you said, we rely so heavily on the computer. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if I'm already getting this out because the screen is telling me, oh, you gave me a $20 bill and your drink was $7.57. This is how much change you're supposed to have. What, $12.43? Something along those lines. Mm. Yeah, I think so. Well, no, not with my example, but... Um, so. <clears throat> no, but I'm saying if you give me, oh, here's seven more cents, and I'm like, oh, now I've got to do the math. It just, I don't know. It throws us off. It throws me off. So then my question would be, if you are working at a cash register, what part of you would ever suspect that you don't need to know math when you're dealing with money and transactions? So even though I heard you say, you know, we're so used to using the computer, but here is an example of even though the computer, right, the computer is a smart tool, it's a handy tool, it has its, its value in our society. But if you know, you just admitted pretty much that we know the computer, the phone, all this stuff is dumbing us down. Why would you not purposefully do things to reverse that? Well, I wouldn't say that it's necessarily dumbing us down. I think it's making room for other information. That's a good twist to it. <laughs> <laughs> because if you really think about it, if we're moving into a world where you're going to be able to tell Siri to do the math for you, mm -hmm. then it's like, okay, well, I'm going to make more room for me to be able to do whatever it is that the future is going to need to do, whether that be coding something. I don't know. Whatever the future is moving to. <clears throat> Whereas... Your generation was moving more towards learning the system. And so... Yeah. Um, so I don't want to take this out of context because, you know, I kind of feel bad by even using the terminology dumbing things. <laughs> because I do want, like, your generation, we appreciate what well, I can definitely appreciate a lot of the things that you all do. A lot of the, the ambitions that you all have, um, a, a lot of the forward advancement that you all push, like things like, you know, watching you get out there when George Floyd happened and, and protest and all of this stuff. And then especially when you told me, oh, I haven't seen the video. But it's like your heart, your mind, everything told you that it may have been the right thing to do. And you didn't even like you didn't even have the the compassion or the the passion that was developed from others because they had sat and watched the video. So you know they had a, a sense of anger or whatever the case was that 
that made them get out there and, and march or whatever the case was. You didn't even have that, but yet you still felt the need to go out there and support just based off of um, being the right thing to do, basically. So those type of things, I do appreciate that from your generation. Um, I appreciate the way that you all go out and, you know, we were taught from my grandparents or parents, you know, you find a good job, you work 30 years and you retire and all that stuff. And then even from my generation, we slowly started to break away from that. And it was more of, well, I'll find a good job, but job's going to have to do right by me and, you know, be somewhere that I want to be. So I might bounce around until I find that good job. Whereas your generation is more of, I give you about a year and a half. <laughs> if I don't see something that I like, I'm going on to the next one. That's a push. <laughs> yeah. Which to me, I, you know what? I think that you all, to some degree, I think that that's the right thing. It's um, being in my current position where I work now. I don't necessarily, <clears throat> with some people, I don't see that that, is the right thing. I feel like there are some young folks that I come across that they probably do need to stick around a little bit more and learn some substance before they just jump ahead and, and, and move on to the next. But going back to what we we're talking about, I think that even though the technology is pushing us forward, I think that you all could benefit from number one, listening to the older generation and number two, not letting the technology just be the end all be all like you still have to be able to think for yourself it's like i don't want to try to sound um scary or prepperish which i have nothing against preppers don't get me wrong but everybody in that type of lifestyle who's in a prepper lifestyle they understand that if everything goes left the car you need is going to be the one that doesn't have all the technology in it, right? If we, for whatever reason, had to go underground, you are going to need a car that you can start that doesn't need a computer to, to trigger this, to trigger that in order to start, right? So I guess we kind of still look at it the same way. The computers are fine, but what happens if the computer shut down and you're standing in the window at Starbucks and people are handing you money and you can't count it. So you still it's still beneficial to know how to count, even if you don't utilize it every day. This is the reason why schools, of course, they don't teach you everything you need to know. Heck, schools, well, that's a whole other subject. We have to do a whole other podcast <laughs> on that. But school typically gives you the foundation, um, and that's what you should really be taking away from it. You know, it teaches you the foundation of math, science, and all the other stuff. And then it's up to you to figure out what interests you the most and which direction you want to go with that in, in the course or the path journey of your life. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, you said, going back to when you're talking about there's some people that you feel may need to actually stick around at a job. I think that's actually interesting because I do see that with a lot of people that be like, oh, I'm leaving this job because they did this, that, and the other. And I'm like, yeah, if that were me, I probably wouldn't stand for that and I'd leave as well. But sometimes I feel like certain situations or certain jobs, I feel like some people need like mean bosses 
or not necessarily mean, mean bosses. Not necessarily mean bosses, but tough, tough love, I guess you could say. Like a job that really is just like, I hated here. I think for experience purposes, yes. Um, again, like I'm 46 years old, right? And over the course of my life, I've had great bosses, great jobs, bad bosses and bad jobs. And I've experienced situations that I mostly created myself. I've experienced situations that were kind of out of my control and I had to just figure it out and live through it. Um, but it was painful. And it was, like I said, it was no fault of my own. So for experience purposes, yes, you do need that. But for all intents and purposes, I think that people, people just have to have a, a better curiosity of, of learning and developing their own personal self. Mm-hmm. Like that That's part of, um, and it's not just really you all's generation. I, I think people in general, they kind of get complacent and they just, they don't want any more information. Interesting. Yeah. I just feel like sometimes with your generation, it starts a lot sooner. <laughs> you can't be 25 and it's like you know what everything that I know that's all I need to know I'm done no because you, you're I mean you have to be open to learn every day every day every day and, and I get like when you're saying the mean bosses right let's go back to that because working in a corporate environment which I've done for a lot of years every body that's in a management position or in a position where you would call them a boss they're really not meant to be there that's going to be in every company that you go to right so you can't just make your mind up all the time to leave a job simply because the boss is not nice if the job is giving you something that you need, right? So let's say that you have a different agenda. I need to learn, you know, how, how to make these baskets, right? So I hate my boss, but at some point in my life, I want to start my own basket company. And here at this job, I am learning everything that I can possibly learn about making baskets. Possibly because maybe the company is a smaller company, so you have a little bit more hands-on access to see how they're made from start to finish and all that stuff. You can't just up and leave that job just simply because the boss is me. You have to know that this is information that I need. This is data that, that I have to get in order to excel. It could be five or ten years from now. Right. But as of now, this is the best place to get that information. Does that you understand what I'm saying? No, I definitely understand. I think it's just interesting because while you were saying that, I'm like, well, isn't there another basket company? And I think (laughs) there could be another basket. (laughs) And that's how my generation looks at it. It's like, yeah, well, I'm sure there's another basket company. And 
and I'm sure there always is, but will you still have the same access? Yeah. See, so it could be the difference of if I stick with this company for one year, I will learn everything, even more stuff than I need to know about baskets. Whereas I can go to this other company, which might be bigger. It might, you know, the boss might be a lot nicer because the boss really don't know what they're doing. So they can't really monitor you, whatever the case is. But now you're only learning one aspect of the basket. And that's not going to help you launch your business that you really want to launch in the future. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think that's what my generation were just like, yeah, there's always another basket company and then we leave. And, and I think that's one of the things like, makes our generation upset when it comes to like other generations because it's like well or like y'all don't when we're just like no like we're done you know like what y'all don't see i guess that aspect of what we're looking at where it's just like as replaceable as we are is as replaceable as y'all are really? so it's very interesting to everybody is very replaceable but you still have to look at the purpose the end result. So say, for instance, let me give you an example. So you're doing this podcast. And let's say that I can introduce you to somebody who can help your podcast grow. Not one-fold, two-fold, not even ten-fold, a hundred-fold. Okay. Right? But the person that you meet is an absolute a-hole. But they have the information that you need. So what are you going to do? Are you going to sit and get this information? Or are you just going to sit here and go the hard route? So you can stick around for six months and suffer through getting all the information that you really would need. Or you can go the hard route and take five years to develop your platform. Which one makes more sense? So if you were in that situation on your own and you came to me, then I'm trying to seek out purpose, trying to figure out, well, Andre, what is it that you want? And then that's how I can help decide if you need to stay or if you need to go. Because if you tell me, well, I'm not really interested in doing a podcast anyway, then there's no sense in you sticking around with this mean a-hole. But if this really is the goal and they have the information that can put you in the right environment, give you the right networks or whatever the case is, as long as they're not purposefully holding the information from you, then you may need to stick around and put up with the attitude, you know, the, the personality, the things that we talked about early on in the podcast, which was, I don't know how long we've been talking, but in the beginning of the podcast, we talked about how different people learn different things from their parents regarding washing dishes and things like that. Mm -hmm. So this person that you're dealing with, the attitude, the personality that you're experiencing is what they learned from their parents or from life from whatever the case is. So you have to allow people to be people. Everybody's not going to give you the information in the perfect way that you want it presented to you. So as an older person, that's what I have learned that, hey, if I need something done at work, for instance, I might have to get the information or deal with somebody that I really don't even care for, but they're the best person to connect these dots for me. So that's what I have to do. Everybody knows this person's reputation. They know the minute you walk into his or her office, they're going to first start asking you this and they're going to do this and 
you know, they're very rude. They might jump on their phone, whatever. Like, you know what you're getting into, but you also know that this is the person that is the gatekeeper to what I need. So you have to then go in, put up with whatever you got to put up with, get the information and get out. Right. What I see with your generation is if I were to share that same thing to somebody that's, that's your age, their first impulse is, no, nah, I don't even want to deal with them. I just, oh, no, I'm not, never mind. I just, and it's almost like they shut down. And it's like, that's not a professional skill set. The thing is, maybe it doesn't stop the company from going because what I'll do is just tap the person who will go do it. But it tells me a whole lot about this person now. And I think so for my generation is, because that may seem as if like, oh, lack of professionalism or lack of uh, like hard work, or not even hard work, but you wanting to put in that effort. But our generation, so for instance, with being like an influencer or trying to become an influence and stuff, you get a lot of brands that will want to work with you this, that, and the other and be an ambassador. But oftentimes I'll find, like, I'll look at their stuff and I'm like, mm, this doesn't follow my brand or this doesn't mm-hmm. follow what it is that I'm trying to project. And so sometimes we also have to look at that where it's like, okay, yeah, I can definitely go sit here for two hours a day with this person and my podcast will grow a hundredfold. But it's like, <clears throat> at the same token, how is this energy, how is this person affecting the way that I look at different things with podcaster? How am me going to learn from this person? How is that going to affect the way that other people view the growth of the podcast? So it's like, it's a lot of different things or just a lot of different things that we look at than what you look at or like than what your generation would look at. And I think it's interesting because even when it comes to work, like, I'm never just like, yeah. Like, I've always left my job with another plan. And I think I've gotten that from y'all. I always said, I always have a plan after you leave your job. <clears throat> hmm. And I think, I don't know, I think it's something about, like, I'll look at other people, like, I'm just leaving. And I'm like, huh, what is that like? Like, one of my friends left her job and has been unemployed for almost a year now. And it's just like, to see her growth, I'm like, wow, what would have happened if I was just unemployed for a year? Would the podcast be growing in an exponential way or is me? Or has this friend grown? Yeah. But it also goes to play into the fact that different people have different circumstances. So by me going into, from me leaving the car dealership, working at another place and then going into the job that I'm at right now. I've been able to grow exponentially because now I have my own place and I'm able to have a podcast and have different people on. Whereas if I just left the job and didn't have a job, I'd still be at Charles house and having guests on and stuff probably wouldn't be things. So then the podcast probably wouldn't have grown how it is. So different people have different, different things are different for different people because of where they are in life. But I think it would have been interesting to see how different, life would have been if I just was like, hey, if you took another path. Yeah. Well, you're going to always have that in life, too, because there's always separate paths no matter what you do. Um, 
I guess in the, in the, if we live in a multiverse. Which uh, is coming soon. <laughs> sure. Uh. If you live in a multiverse, then you did take the other path. You left and didn't have any plan and, and you know, you are who you are in that other universe. Um, I mean, I don't know. Sometimes you do have to do what is right for you, what feels right in your spirit. But I think that truly finding purpose is when your spirit kind of lines up with your plan. And that can happen for people. Um, it has happened for me a lot of times in my life. Um, sometimes maybe not as much as I wanted it to, <laughs> but it's almost like you can you can feel it. Like I have, let's say for instance, I go to an event. I have always been a person that can tell. Like I can sit in an event, it might be two hours. But then I hear this one piece of information that I can instantly resonate with and know that this is why God, um, which is who I think is steering my path, this is why God wanted me to be here. Right? I needed to hear this. This was the missing link to whatever puzzle or whatever mystery I'm trying to solve in my own life. So that's what I mean, the, your, your plan lining up your spirit and your purpose. If you don't have a plan, then you won't ever get that feeling, right? You're, you're walking, you're living in your spirit, but you really don't know when things are going right or wrong for you, right? So it's good to just have a plan and it's also good to follow your heart. I actually want to talk about that but we're going to take a quick break. Y'all are going to refill your glasses. Hopefully get another bottle because you finished the one that you started with. And uh, we'll be right back. And while you're uh, at it, go on and hit that subscribe button and uh, leave a little review. And we are back. I hope I just got a few more subscribers and some ratings. And uh, y'all are about a drink in or two. Or maybe three. I don't know if y'all can guzzle it down in 30 seconds and less. So, <laughs> But we were talking about your spirit and just pretty much your, like your goals and your spirits aligning. And it's actually interesting because on the break, we kind of got into talking about that. And I didn't realize that that's like how that went or the like what that all encompassed so it's very interesting that like we started talking about it on the break <clears throat> but I, it's very interesting to see with my friends them kind of have a plan and then them not have a plan i think for me i, I told a lot of my friends or just a lot of people that i hung out with that after my birthday a lot of things for me were going to change and that a lot of the people, or not even a lot of the people, but uh, a lot of the people will not be in my life as much as they were. And I kept telling, I told them that, I think I started telling them that in like August. <clears throat> and I just would constantly remind them like, you know, my birthday's coming up. Some of us won't be friends. <laughs> hmm. 
And I think they didn't heed that with how much, like, I actually meant it. And my birthday came and a lot of people I just did not talk to as much or just don't talk to at all. Um, And it's because for me, I have a way that I see where I want my life to go. And when I feel like, one, I'm big on energy. So I'm like, if I'm spending my energy with you, if I'm giving you this much energy, if I'm giving you 60% of my energy and I only have 40% left, that's not okay for me. And I'm also not okay with giving you 60% of my energy and you're not even someone that deserves my energy. But I'm moving my, like I'm trying to build this podcast and I'm trying to build my self-sustainable lifestyle and a lot of the people that I've felt like I talked to were not wanting to do that or not helping me do that. And so over the break, we talked about someone who I met who I think is going to be a really good help in helping me do that. But it's just interesting to see my friends who don't really have a plan or just people that I talk to who don't really have a plan for what it is that they want to do or know what it is that they want to do. And they won't really have that, like, the slap in the face where it's like, oh, wait. Like, this is a good opportunity for me. And it sucks. <laughs> it sucks to look at it that way. But I also think, and I want to get into this, is that I love talking about dating. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that goes to play into dating. And I was went to a party last week. And... We were talking about that, and it was just like, you know, a lot of, we have dating apps now. Y'all didn't really have that. So I think it's very interesting to see how your generation went about dating. Because y'all probably have a lot more game than we do. We're like, hey. (laughs) (laughs) Like, y'all, if y'all heard the story of, I guess, how he met my mom, like, I never would have even thought of any of those things I'm just like uh they're attractive and maybe we'll dance maybe we won't but if not I guess that's just that on that so now I think that goes into a lot of like planning so like when you met my mom were you actively looking I guess actively looking no I think when you are actively looking, you don't find. I completely agree. When you actively look for everything else in life, you probably will find it. But when it comes to dating and finding your true soulmate, your match, yeah, good luck. (laughs) No, I completely agree, and that's what we were talking about. I'm like, all the relationships I've been in, I was not even, like, I, I didn't want to be in a relationship, not even remotely close to it. And then I'm like, bam. Here I am. Hmm. Not, I wasn't, I don't think I was actively looking. Um, and she was actively involved with somebody else. So when I seen her, I thought that she was attractive. And she had a friend that I knew. So I asked her friend about it. And she told me, because we worked together, she's like, yeah, she's getting ready to start working here. Later on, I seen them again, we were at lunch, and I seen them at a restaurant, and I kind of made my mind up that 
I'm going to get her some kind of way. Didn't really have a plan, but back then I didn't really need a plan because it was, you know, you're young and you're single and you're kind of free-spirited, so <clears throat> just okay. go with the flow. <laughs> no, it wasn't LL Cool J. It was just, I figured something was different about her. See, so um, I was young and into a lot of stuff that I probably shouldn't have been into. And so I could kind of tell that she wasn't like many of the other young ladies that I was coming across. Something different was about her. Hmm. So, but eventually when I first approached her, which I really wasn't approaching her necessarily for a date, I was just trying to get to know her, she told me she had a boyfriend. And he was the greatest thing, you know, and slice bread. <laughs> and me, being who I was, I'm like, you know what? I know what black women go through out here in this world. So if you have found somebody who you feel is the greatest thing since sliced bread, if God has put that in your life, I don't want to be the one to interrupt it. Because I don't come with any guarantees, not at that point in my life. So now y'all know where I get that from. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it runs in the family, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um. <clears throat> interesting. Yeah. I think that's very interesting to look at it because when it comes to dating for me, which I don't think I'm actively dating, and that's one of the things that I was talking with one of my friends is we don't, uh, when you're, like we have dating apps, so it's like you're, Swiping left and right on Tinder, and you've got Hinge, and you've got Bumble, and it's like, most of these people, I actually was talking about this yesterday, most of the people on there, it's like, you get on the app, it's kind of like when you zone into work, and it's like, when you're a customer service representative, it's like, now I've got to put on my customer service voice, and I've got to (laughs) pretend to be this person, I feel like that's the same way when you get on the dating apps, it's like, this profile I have to, this app is, I have to have this persona of this person to match this app, to match who it is that I, I don't know how to explain it. Well, that is what it is because, I mean, the people that you meet on a dating app, I mean, theoretically, it's the same people that you meet in the world. Yeah. I mean, you, you will have people in my generation who are so against dating from an app but the fact of the matter is, these are the same people you run into at the grocery store anyway. They yeah. just have a profile. But your profile is your advertisement. So it's kind of like posting your resume out there. You're not going to tell all the stuff bad on your resume that you did. Hey, at this job, I messed this up, and they fired me because of this. Mm-hmm. That's not the job you give to, to your future employer. That's not the resume you give to your future employer. So that's the same thing with a, a, a profile. You have to be able to look at those people and know that all right, here's the good things that you feel make you a great person, but I think I want to get to know you. And if, you know, the door is open to do that, then you got to also dig for all the bad stuff. You would be a fool to meet somebody on a dating app and believe everything that their profile says as is. That is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Oh, he said that he's just this great person. Or she said she's this wonderful individual and she loves to just feed the homeless. Yeah, okay. 
I'm just gonna roll with that and not ask no questions about nothing else, huh? <laughs> and you have a lot of people that would do that. But... Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I know because they complain about it when it goes south. Yeah. Like, God, I'm looking at his profile. He's such a liar. He probably would have told you that he was lying if you asked him. <laughs> he was too busy looking at the pictures. Yeah. And that's it's interesting because that's one of the things that I've learned. It's just you gotta take it as an experience. Like I don't think like when I'm on these dating apps, I'm like, hmm, let's take it as an experience. Either this did will go good or it'll go bad. But I went and got dinner. <laughs> hmm. I had someone to go get dinner with or maybe we went I don't know. I think But that's good. That's <clears throat> what dating is supposed to be. Yeah. I think when, like, I, I, well, I can't say for everybody, but I oftentimes think for the black community, we don't really understand what dating really consists of. Because you hear too many people, me in particular, I hear a lot of people saying stuff like, oh, she's not my type, or he's not my type, or whatever the case is. And dating while it does have a purpose behind it, it doesn't, like, everything doesn't have to be so serious about it, especially mm -hmm. not in one date. Like, you are really going out to have dinner to converse, not to get married today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, I think in our community, we tend to look at it as everything is a potential commitment. So I can't date, I can't go out with her because the other her may not understand, but if like you're really truly dating, not sexual stuff, just really truly just get to know people and things like that, then it's just dating, right? I don't have any commitments. So you got to be careful. So now, did your generation have a dating and a talking stage? Yeah. Um, I mean, typically, you get a girl's phone number, and if she answers the phone, y'all talking now. And, you know, talking can go on for quite some time until when it comes to dating. I think in our, for us, it was more, when things are starting to feel closer to commitment. Like, so let's say that I go out and I meet five girls and get five girls' phone numbers, right? And now I'm calling all of them and we're chatting, right? <clears throat> After a while, I figure out that two of them is not really on nothing, so I don't call them no more. Or either they prefer that I, you know, don't call them no more. So these other three... Now we're getting a little bit more serious and we would consider ourselves talking because we're getting closer to trying to figure out if we could really be together. So, but in those stages, when dating, that's when dating would occur. Um, you know, that's, let me take you out. Let me see how you behave in public, basically. So talking occurs before dating or is it like dating, talking, it's kind of simultaneously. It's, it's a simultaneous thing for us. It's You're talking. Um, the dating aspect 
for us means that you are being in a physical environment, so to speak. Does that make sense? Like, it, it's almost like a, it, it goes hand in hand, but I'm talking to this person and dating would be like, literally we go out and we hang out together. If all you ever do is just talk on the phone, then whatever. I mean, I think that's how people would refer to that. If you was to run into somebody, hey, did you used to date such and such? No, nah, we just was talking. And that's because we dating, like we never went to the movies together. We never went out to eat together. That's the dating part. Hmm. Interesting. Because our generation has both, but I feel like it's just, like you said, it's hand in hand. But I've never really looked at it like, that because I did it's like we're talking, we're dating, and then we're exclusively talking. Exclusively talking, what that consists of? <laughs> you can't call nobody else on the phone, yeah. It's like we're exclusively <laughs> talking to each other. I, I don't know. Our generation loves labels, but hate the label of like <clears throat> being together. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's weird, but I don't That's know. An odd concept, <clears throat> like, you know, we, I don't know, I mean. I can't say that we didn't have that. I never. I never had that. But I can't really say that I really had that I was into dating. Like that's not was a player. <laughs> that's not what I was into. I was into a shortened version of whatever it can be. So some people might talk for six months, three months, whatever that consists of. And if I could, I wouldn't talk for two weeks. <laughs> now y'all understand. <laughs> for those of y'all that are listening to this, and you're like, oh, so that's where he gets it from? Now y'all understand. Well, I mean, to each his own. <clears throat> I, I, didn't, I never said that I was uh, being promiscuous or anything. I didn't say I wasn't either. But... I'm just saying that I'm I'm not really I didn't really understand the the whole point like I talk with the purpose put it like that. So when some people say that they were talking that's literally what they were doing. <laughs> this, this is a person who I talked to him after school and you know we talk about everything. He told me about his grandmother, he talked about my dog and like I didn't do that. I don't want to hear about your dog, and I don't want you to know nothing about my grandmother unless we're serious. So we're not like, I'm no. So that's what I mean. So then when you go into exclusive talking, I'm like, what does that consist of? Like, <laughs> no, I can't call somebody else on the phone. Like, if this is all we're doing is talking, you better never ask me the magic question. Do you be talking to other people? Yes, everybody. <laughs> 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 talking means zero talk is cheap that's how I looked at it now dating was another thing because you know it's money involved in that well I mean like I feel like for your generation money was always involved because we've got free text messages and everything and y'all have to pay per text per call per minute per second we didn't <laughs> have heck for, I mean you gotta think we had beepers pages but cell phones heck I wasn't a dope close to an adult 
before I had my first cell phone. Mm. So maybe about mm, 17-ish before I first had the cell phone. But prior to then, it was like they were car phones. Car phones? Yeah, see, y'all don't know nothing about that. Before cell phones came out, there was a car phone. And what that was, it was a case that you would carry with you to your car. You plug it into your cigarette lighter. And if you had service, you can actually talk on the phone while you're in the car. You couldn't get out the car because there was a cord connected to it. That's what came out first. But the thing is, is even if you were young and had a car, you didn't necessarily have a car phone. That was more so for the parents and grandparents and, you know, the aunties and uncles who were established a little bit more in life to be able to even have a car phone. So just to give you an example, like we would go on, on family reunion vacation trips and we might be four carloads of people and one car has a car phone in it. So then what was the point of having that? <laughs> because if the then, only one person would have it. Well, it depends on who needs to talk to who. So like if you had a job that you need to stay connected, then you might have a car phone. Or if you had whomever back home that you need to keep track of or emergency happened, you have a car phone and don't have to pull over to a pay phone to mm-hmm. use the phone or whatever. But it's just, it's not, it wasn't, my whole point is it, it wasn't just a cheap thing to have. It was almost kind of like if you've got a car and a car phone, then, oh, okay, you're really doing okay. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's like that, that was a luxury that not everybody could afford. Then eventually, cellular phones came out, and they may have been out around the same time. They just weren't prevalent. But the cell phones, you know, they, the cord, it just, it, it how y'all call it? it? Cut the cord. But they were still these big old bricks and everything at first. And then they started getting smaller and smaller to it was a flip. But even our flip phone back then, like our flip phone was still almost bigger than a house phone. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting because. <laughs> so the bottom line, it wasn't no texting and, and calling back then. Like, I don't even know text messages really even existed for a while the coolest thing you can do with a text message would be you can call somebody's pager and if they had a certain type of pager you can actually leave a message that would they could read across their screen otherwise it was just you leave your phone number and but you could have some types of pages like sky pages or whatever where I can call and say Andre I need you to come home and the operator would type that in, and then when she sends the page or he sends the page, then it would come across your pager, and you would read it. But you couldn't say nothing back. You would just come home. That's what you were instructed to do. Oh. Huh. So that was close to text messaging. But, yeah, so most of our stuff was pretty much either you could be at somebody's house tying up the phone, like if I'm at grandma's house trying to talk to some girl on the phone and grandma got to call her church people, then she don't make me get off the phone. And that's what I'm saying about, I didn't, 
do a lot of talking. Number one, the talking aspect, you also had to sit still. I really didn't want to sit still. Got to be in the house on the phone and talk. I yeah. want to go outside. So, but then you know you have another aspect of talking where you can go to some girl's house and y'all sit on the porch and talk. That's interesting. We don't <laughs> we don't do that in our generation. <laughs> it's if you're coming over, it's there's not much of any talking. And there I you think go. <laughs> it's interesting because it's our generation is very just sex driven. And I don't know. Very much so. I don't know if that's the same for your generation. I feel like your generation had more spice and pizzazz. Not even spice, just more like pizzazz to it, where it's just like I don't know. Our generation is like you find you can find everything out in five minutes. It's like mm. well, y'all generation <clears throat> is a little bit more open, so you got to think. Y'all have Instagram, y'all have Facebook, y'all have Twitter, y'all you. Like you said, yeah, you can find it all in five minutes. So I know as much as I want to know about you. I still tend to think that our generation, when it came to sex, had it a little bit more right. Sex is something that should be coveted. You know? Um, You just can't spread your love to everybody. So... But again, that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> but I do tend to see that as the as things progress, um, like if we go biblical, we, we are steering ourselves towards a, a modern day Sodom and Gomorrah, in a sense. But you may not know what that is. I don't like this. Sodom and Gomorrah was. Was that the thing that burned uh, down? A land, yeah. Um, it got to the point where they were worshiping multiple gods and just everybody was just free and having sex with each other rather than man and wife or whatever the case was. Um, just They were pretty much living against all of God's rules. And so the land was destroyed. Um... I mean, I don't know. I'm a firm believer in God, so I think that the land could still be destroyed even today. I don't think it would happen overnight as far as like where the world is headed, but I'm just saying sex in this day and age, yeah, it's you all are a little bit more free and liberal with it, but you lose out on all the values that come along with not being so so free with it. Like, especially from a woman's perspective. Once you give up everything, what else you got to offer? You gave it all up. <clears throat> but that's another episode. <laughs> I think it's interesting because it's like, I don't know. I feel like there's two different ways that you could look at that. You haven't listened to the podcast episode, so. <laughs> Have you listened to the podcast? Mm-mm. It's probably for the best. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I think it's interesting to see having a lot of 
female friends and seeing their views on sex and then my views on sex and it's just like, hmm. So what do they mean? They're more liberal too. They live in this new generation. Yeah. <clears throat> you said yourself that in your generation, you coming through the door, it ain't no talking. Right? So in my generation, you might come through the door 10 times talking. <laughs> and finally, that one time might be the time you glad you showed up. <laughs> <laughs> you almost missed out. Right? Whereas in y'all generation, it's like we know what we're here for. So why are we even, like, what's the, what, we, what is there to talk about? But you're I, thirsty, you're hungry, okay, well, come on. <laughs> but I also think because we have text, we're more, you can kind of see where that conversation is going. It's like, oh, you're bored at home. Okay. Oh, now you want me to come over. Okay. <laughs> and see, from that perspective, I agree with that. If I was in my younger years, my the context of my conversation was pretty much the same thing what you're referring to. I'm not saying it was right, but it was just the, the why procrastinate on something that we know is going to happen anyway. That's the part I I didn't particularly understand. So when you look at, you know, back in my generation, being single and stuff, women would hold all of their goods because I don't know if you really like me. Well, the truth of the matter is you never going to know because guess what? My conversation is going to sound exactly the same if that's what I'm after. So what do you think? I'm going to tell you now. You're right. I don't like you. Mm-hmm. You short. I like tall women. You fat. I like skinny women. Like it's never going to sound like that. So you still really don't know. It's a risk whether you do it or not. Hmm. But I think that the the steal with all of that being said, the jewel was she gets to decide whether or not this is what we're doing. And I think that there's power in that. So I think that women whether or not how they feel, they should recognize that there is there is power in that. For me personally. Amen. I agree. Completely. I heard recently some guy said uh, something that was very, very insightful. He said that uh, women are the gatekeepers to sex. Men are the gatekeepers to relationships. And I thought that summed it up real, real good. Because that's pretty much the same thing that I'm saying. You, like, you're like you holding out for me because in your mind, I want to know that you like me and that we're going to have a relationship and blah, blah, blah. But the truth of the matter is, I'm a lie. If that's what I want to do, I'm going to lie about it. So you're still really not going to know. Of course I'm going to tell you that I'm going to always be here and... And I really like you, and I like you more than my ex-girlfriend and my next girlfriend and, you know, whatever the case is. Once you give me the goods, I'm gone. Hmm. What do you think?
Well, y'all heard it here first. <laughs> hopefully you didn't hear it here first. Actually, hopefully you've never heard it at all and you didn't hear it here first. <laughs> they heard it. If there's any takeaway, just remember, for women, remember you got the power. Completely. That's how. Completely. And ultimately, I think that's what a lot, like what a lot of the people in our generation miss. And I think it's also just the thing of self-respect and understanding that once you respect yourself in that manner, and that's not to say that if you're sleeping around with a lot of people or you're just whatever it is that you choose to do, that you don't have that respect. But if it's one of those things where it's like you, you just really look for a relationship. You just have to respect your boundaries and respect who you are as a person. It's like, no. But here's the thing. If you're looking for a relationship, see, this is kind of like a catch-22. So you have, in one sense, a woman who she can make her mind up. She can be as free as she wants to be. This is a new age, modern woman. I should be able to have sex as much as I want, just like men do. And in, to some degree, it's very true. Like you got to understand that if you are holding out, even from a man's perspective today, it's like you can hold out. I'm just going to go to the girl who not. Like, whatever. So, but at the end of the day, if the end result, remember the plan, the, the goal, is to one day be somebody's wife, then are you sure that the person who you end up with is going to fully accept? That, hey, in my younger days when I was in high school or I was in college, oh, you better believe I had 40 bodies. Or more. <laughs> Is that to say that no man would ever accept that? Absolutely not. But I think that as men grow older, um, that's the part that women need to understand. They start looking for more value. When they're young, they're not looking for the same type of value that they'll be looking for when they're ready to settle down. And if you have devalued everything that he would put a value on, then that's how you end up single for the rest of your life. Interesting. That's very interesting. And I'm actually going to close out on that, or I guess this, because I think for my generation, we move we move away from the value. And I think, I guess it's just to call it the modern day woman. It's like, well, why am I letting a man put a value on my body? And I, I it's interesting to see, cause you see it in so many tabloids and stuff. It's like, especially like with the abortion law, it's like, how are we letting men hmm. pick what, you know, dictate what's going to go on in my body when they're not even, carrying this child for nine months <clears throat> so i think it's interesting for you to say that from your generation because for my generation i'm just like well but that's not to say that my generation doesn't oh you've got more than seven bodies that's that's not okay and that's how a lot of people look at it but it's like women truthfully a lot of women don't care <laughs> it's like either you like it or you don't and if you don't then that's on you yeah, but so with age comes wisdom. Yeah. That's the best way that I would be able to explain that because when you say a lot of women don't care, 
I would say is it that they don't care now? Are they sure they're not going to care 10 years from now? Because what I also noticed, and this is even in my generation, women tend to lie about how many sexual partners that they have. So even when you're dealing with most men anyway, you know, we men have a rule. Men probably would hate me for putting this out here, but, it, you know, whenever a woman tells you how many sexual partners she had, we got the two rule. You know what the two rule is? You either add two or you multiply by two. You don't know which one it is, but it definitely involves two. Hmm. So you tell me that you got five, it's either seven or ten. Now, what's why not just tell all of, all of what it is? Like, what are you hiding? Because they start to deduct. Well, he didn't really last long, so he don't count. And this one, we didn't even get along after that. He don't count. Once you do it, it's done. And that's the problem. So why are you hiding it now if you are not ashamed of it? So that's what I mean. Today they're making decisions that tomorrow they might regret in the midst of thinking that you don't care. Hmm. You know how much stuff that I did when I was younger that I didn't care, that I now look at like stuff where I grew up, things could have cost me my life. And at the time when all the people that were older than me were trying to tell me to not make certain decisions and not do certain things, they were telling me, right, it could have cost me my life in certain instances, but I still did it anyway. But it was mostly because I didn't care. But now that I'm older and I look back on certain situations and I'm like, dang, what if this like, what if I would have died when I, that day when I was 16? Do you know how much life I have lived since then? How much, heck, you are here doing a podcast because God seen fit that with my, even with my dumb mistakes, that I should still be able to be here and, and go on and live and, and breathe. Maybe because even God knew more than me that, hey, there's a son I need you to bring into the world. So you got to do the right thing and, and make it to meet this person who then is going to bring this person into the world. But I was trying my best to go against God's plan. So that's the thing that people need to, like, it goes back to the planning and thinking ahead. You plan accordingly. You will know when your spirit and your plan is in alignment. So I'm not saying this as if I'm holier than thou and I do have done everything right. I'm saying this from the perspective of at my age, I'm now old enough to realize all the things that I've accomplished. I was nowhere near accomplishing them when I was younger. Had my life been cut short for whatever reason, whether it because I was dead in jail or whatever, um, whatever mistake that I would have made that would have altered my life or my course of life, period, I'm now old enough to realize that I'm so glad it didn't. So this is why we try to protect y'all generation and tell y'all that, hey, don't make the same mistakes we made. At the same time, I'm now very <coughs> wary of the generation that's still older than me. 
somebody who is 60 or 70 or whatever the case is, and they're telling me stuff even now. My grandmother used to always say, I've been your age, you have never been mine. And for the rest of her life, she'll be right about that statement. So that's no different than me telling you, Andre, I've been your age, you've never been mine. As long as I'm alive, you that statement will forever be true. Even if I pass away, you still got to live more life to get whatever age I am that I've passed away at. My mom died when she was 48. I still have not reached that age yet. There is no guarantee that I will. So if she tried to give knowledge and wisdom to me when she was here, why would I not take it and take heed to it? So for those young ladies that you're referring to or guys, whatever, who feel like they just don't care and it's my body, like, yes, you're right. It is your body, but you still have to consider. And it's not to say that with whatever you've done, there's not somebody that you can find that's for you and, and won't care. But my question would be, why limit it? Right? When you can have 20 options, why limit it to the two that will accept you? When it didn't have to be like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Interesting. <clears throat> and on that note, we're gonna end this episode. And I think I think that was wow. That was very insightful. <laughs> and so I definitely thank you for coming on and sharing your knowledge and definitely opening my eyes to how your generation views things because obviously I I grew up or not grew up with this man, but I've learned a lot from this man. So what might sound new to y'all, I've heard, but it's interesting to hear it from this standpoint or just to have this conversation and actually sit down and not really have much of a choice to listen to it. No. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but, as always, give this episode a little, a little love, subscribe to the podcast, and uh, if anybody wants to find you, where can they find you? I'm not to be found yet. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, follow us on Instagram at OBWPod. And we do have a Twitter as well, which is also OBWPod, which stands for OK, but wait. And tune into next week's episode. And I'll see y'all in a bit. Adios. Peace.